the constitutional rights, they're more designed to protect your ability to be an independent individual and not subject to the government. Welcome to Kingdom of the Logos, a Christian program of critical thinking and adventure. I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor, and here with me today is Tradesman Tyler. Hey guys, how's it going? Well, it's going pretty good. And I hope that those in our audience, they'll enjoy what we're going to be embarking on here because we're going to start a new series where we talk about the Constitution and constitutional rights. A lot of people in our culture, they want political reformation, but what we really need is spiritual revival and spiritual reformation because politics, culture, morals, all of these are downstream from where people's spiritual life is. And if we really are to understand how our country was constructed and what the philosophies were that founded our nation, we have to realize these were people who believed our rights came from God, so it was a spiritual matter, and you even find spiritual language within the Constitution, and the government was there to protect these rights. So, Tyler, as we're coming together, um, tell me a little bit about what direction you think this should go. I know we're starting this series that looks at the Constitution, and we want to have a healthy understanding of rights, but... What are your opening thoughts on all of this? Well, we could we could definitely start with the preamble and uh, go from there. But, you know, that just to start this off with uh, the, the constitutional rights, they're more designed to protect your ability to be an independent individual and not subject to the government. They're not designed to give you the comfort that, that most people want. Yeah, and these rights are to keep you from being at the will of the government, but instead at the, the will of the individual. No. Yeah, uh, you know, without the ability to uh, have free speech or the ability to protect yourself and due process, you couldn't stand on your own against the government. You could be thrown off in a gulag or something uh, indefinitely just for posting a picture on the Internet that they didn't agree with. Yeah, and one of the things which amazes me is so many people confuse liberty and welfare and responsibility. They forget that when you're given liberty, that doesn't mean that you are given welfare. And it doesn't mean that you have positive things necessarily in your life, but it means that you are given the responsibility to pursue positive things in your life. Yeah, you definitely got to make your own way. Uh, if you stand around all day waiting for somebody to give you handouts, you you probably won't get what you want and you still won't be happy which will cause a little more unrest and everything else, which I think is what you're seeing happening now. People don't want to be responsible and do their own thing. They just want to wait for the government to give them more uh, rights or privileges, as I, I would rather call them. Do you see a lot of people confusing something like a right and a privilege? And can you give me an example of something like a privilege? Uh, well, I was thinking about one earlier. Uh I heard something on the radio this morning about driving, and driving is not a right. Driving is a privilege. That is something that the state could come in and say, no, no more, no more driving for you. And you're also kind of at your own uh, your own liberty at that. You've got to be able to follow the rules to maintain that privilege. And if you don't, then yeah, like, you know, like I said, the government can take it away for you, and they do. Let's get right into the preamble. All right. So uh, the preamble stated that uh, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. 
All right. And that's it. That's the whole preamble, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, that's just not, a few that's not too bad to read. No. No. Yeah. It's amazing how many people don't read these things. Yeah. Um, so do you want to you wanna break it down with me? Yeah, let's break this down. With that? And, uh, you want to start with uh, how you've got to have justice before you can have tranquility? All right, yeah, that's a good place to, to throw that. And let's talk even about some of the words around that because it's established justice. In other words, it's not a qualified version of justice. It's not social justice. It's not any other thing other than pure justice. It's saying we are looking to establish justice. No, no qualifiers, no modifiers, just justice, justice. Righteousness, the idea that you're putting the different variables in reality in their best possible order. And do you think it's interesting, Tyler, that justice is established so that you can ensure domestic tranquility? Yeah, I think that's actually a really good way to phrase that. Uh, if you don't have the justice and everybody can't follow along with uh, some type of structure, it makes it kind of hard to have the tranquility. Yeah. Well, um, you want to move on to the next part? Yeah, let's slip on how to do the you, next, uh, next. How can you get general welfare without a common defense? Yeah. Can you do that? I don't think so, and I think we need to look at the specific language here too because it says provide for the common defense and then promote the general welfare. Well, you know, like, uh, like I was saying beforehand, uh, you, you can't really, I guess to put it in my terms, you can't really grow a crop if somebody's invading your country every day. Yeah. So if you can't protect your borders and uh, secure your threats, then you can't can't provide for the general masses. Yeah, and if if we go back to human history, we look at like Rome and when the Visigoths are there at the edge of Rome, or even when the Visigoths are are dealing with others. If you look at the the history of like the Iberian Peninsula and some of the things going on with the Arian heresy and people like Isidore of Seville who come in to combat these things. Whenever you have two cultures that do not have a shared value system, this idea that they'll just coexist is pretty much garbage. The dominant culture will win. When there's not compatible values, there's not compatible cultures. And you can't have welfare when you've got one culture trying to consume another. And you have to have common defense. You have to provide that in order to promote a general welfare. There has to be some common ground that says we, we have common values, we have a common understanding of, of objective morality, and we understand that the government's role is to provide the common defense so that we, the people, we can then have a, have a field, we have a, an area where we can go out and we can, we can sow, we can reap, and we can have the whole harvest of a, a positive general welfare. Well, uh, what do you think about the next line there? Secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Well, let's, I want to add the one word after that, which okay. is ordain. Because right. what we find here is this is language that is religious language. And there are a lot of people who will turn the United States government into a god or an idol. And, you know, the Ten Commandments start a certain way for a reason. A lot of times people say, oh, well, those aren't objectively good if you're not a Christian, but they are. The, the whole idea with the Ten Commandments is don't make things out to be God that aren't God because those things have faults and they have flaws and they have fractures. To secure the blessings of liberty, our founding fathers were not saying that the blessings of liberty 
were a product of the government. They said the blessings of liberty are obtained through divine providence. God initiates blessings of liberty. God gives us blessings of liberty. But the government is to secure them. And that's an interesting thing. Tyler, I know you've got the word blessing written there above your your door. Um, What are your thoughts on that? That they're securing blessings from God. Well, I think that they were trying to keep it away from uh, future generations taking your your liberties and your rights away and making you a subject of the government. I I think if they can go ahead and wrap this up in some type of legal document, they would definitely be able to protect the future. However, current days, it feels like things are under attack in that sector. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that phrase over there, ordain and establish the Constitution for the United States of America. Of course, I'm a preacher, Church of the Nazarene. Ordination's a big thing. Ordination and something like holy orders is not considered a sacrament in the, the Church of the Nazarene, though I kind of consider that something like that should be. We should understand that if something is ordained, it is sacred, and it's not sacred because a few people got together and said it's sacred. We understand something is sacred when it is connected to to God and is derived from God. Liberty is something which carries a lot of responsibility. It's sort of like free will. In fact, liberty and free will kind of have a lot of overlap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they're a characteristic of God where you can choose between things that are fundamentally different. And I don't mean you're going in there and you're like, oh, do I want Coke or Pepsi? Though some people think those are fundamentally different. Um, (laughs) It's saying, do you know, I want to go in there and drink you know, antifreeze from my radiator, do I want to drink water? And that's a big deal. Liberty's a big deal. Yeah, you definitely want your personal freedoms. You want to to be able to uh, pursue your dreams and everything else without government intervention. Um, Tyler, we got to wrap things up. One final thought, I do want to reach out to people who are listening to this, even if you're someone who disagrees with us, even if you're someone who, who might be a social justice warrior, someone who is interested in that, we have no disdain for people. We want people to come and have a conversation with us. We want people to actually learn the history of our rights. And even for people who may not know uh, Jesus as their Savior, we want to reach out to people, come have a conversation with us and, and join us in this journey as we start studying the rights and the philosophies which brought us where we are today. You know, I had a, I, I hate getting into Facebook discussions, but I will say this. Um, I was actually given the ability allowed, I guess, to, to communicate, talk to somebody, have a somewhat of a conversation, even though we were not progressing towards a common, common goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually reached across the aisle, I guess you could say, and thanked that person for not shutting me down and just blocking me as I have been blocked before uh, after stating facts. Uh, so I did appreciate that. And I, like you said, I, there's no, there's no, uh, 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 would you say I have no, I have no issues trying to talk with somebody. Yeah, there's nothing I there. Either. I've, I will I try the, my best to understand where you're coming from, but just don't shut me down. Yeah. I think you're spot on with that. And I don't think a lot of these people, they do have a they have a spiritual religious belief about this. One of the, my biggest beefs with things like social justice is I don't think a lot of people really realize what it really is. 
and what the products of it is and its origins. It's, it's not the civil rights movement of the 1960s. It's not. Um, that's just objectively so. The civil rights movement of the 1960s, really just the 20th century, was this idea that you would judge people by the content of their character. You would actually value people on the idea that life is sacred. Humanity is created in the image of God. Yes, we have entered into a world of sin. Sin has come and fallen. But we're all created in the image of God. But there's a lot of people who say, oh, you know, I don't like that. What if we judge people by their skin color and that's it, their demographic? Yeah. And if the world does not look like we want it to be, it's not diverse um, by skin color or demographic. If it's, you know, it's looking more like the Pareto distribution, they say, well, we think that there's some sort of social construct which has caused this, even though they can't point to these things. I'm very skeptical of of people who throw out the ambiguous causes of effects, especially stuff that you just can't prove wrong. It's unfalsifiable. They've got a narrative and says, oh, look at some of this evidence, even though they don't take all the evidence into consideration. But we want to open up to these people. Come in, join us. If you want to know Jesus as your Savior, you need a pastor to talk to, please reach out to me. Or if you want encouragement from the trades world, talk to Tradesman Tyler. Dylan, thanks for having me, buddy. All right, take care, Tyler.